This is Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hi, this is Bob Johnston, and you're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio, 89.5 FM and 92.5 FM in good old McLean County and Bloomington Normal, 88.3 in Pontiac, 97.1 in Lincoln, 89.1 in DeKalb, Sycamore, and 89.3 in Morris, Joliet, covering much of central Illinois and now some of northern Illinois and growing. We're going to have a great show for you today. Remember that it's brought to you by you, and our growth also is made possible by you. So any donations that you can give would be appreciated, large or small, as always. If you would like to make a donation, you can go to our website, and that's catholicspiritradio.com. Again, that's catholicspiritradio.com. It will tell you there how to make a donation, and at the same time, you'll find more information about us. And sometimes there are there's information on there how you can become involved with Catholic Spirit Radio and uh, do things in your area that would help us greatly, so check that out. Uh, I'm here with my wife, Lynn, today, and as I said, we're going to have a great show. We do have a guest, and his name is Tony Pecora, and he is going to be talking about a Bible study that uh, is related to the Church Fathers, the Bible and the Church Fathers, and he's going to be telling us information about the Bible study, and also we'll talk a little bit about the Church Fathers themselves, who they are and uh, what the Church Fathers uh, can mean to us today, and a little bit of information. And uh, this Bible study will take place in February. Tony will talk a little bit more about it, and I think my wife can add something to that as well. So I'm going to turn this over to Tony, and uh, he can tell us uh, a little bit about himself and a little little bit about the course, when it will be, and how you can get involved in it. So, uh, and before he starts, if my wife has anything to add to that, uh, she can do that at this time. So, Tony and Lynn, you go ahead and and say what you have to say. You going to take the day off? (laughs) (laughs) No. Welcome, Tony. Very pleased to have you here. I'm very excited about this Bible study. There aren't too many Catholics that really know the deep history into the church and how the Bible was put together and so forth. And these church fathers certainly had a lot to do with it, the gathering and so forth. There are three different groups of, there's the apostolic fathers and They are the ones that were directly taught either by the apostles or the first generation of those that were taught by the apostles. They are early. They come like they start before 200 and go to, to, I think it's around 260. Those are the apostolic fathers. So, you know, apostolic relates to the apostles. They had a very close connection to those apostles. Then there are the doctors of the church who are different in the sense that they're all saints, but they have contributed to the knowledge in the the church in some great way or the other. I think the last one, I think, not can't be too sure of it, the doctors of the church, I think there are 36 of them. And The last one was St. Teresa, the little flower, because of her simple way, her easy way. 
the apostles, let's see, we got the apostles, apostolic fathers, now we get to the church fathers. There's a good list of them. There are Latin fathers of the church and Greek fathers of the church. And these go through a period till around 750, somewhere in there. But some of the names you might recognize from during the high, oh, well, the, we don't have high mass anymore. During the uh, Eucharistic prayer, sometimes you're going to hear names and you can relate them to who they really are and what they, they've done for the church, their writings and teachings and so forth, it will be in the in the Eucharistic prayer sometimes. So if you take the course, you'll be able to recognize them and have an idea of what they have done for the uh, putting, adding to the teachings of the church. And I want to add that uh, before, uh, you know, our program started, uh, we were sitting here talking with Tony, and he pointed out how important it is for us as Catholics to understand uh, the tradition and uh, the, the the people like the fathers and saints that have been handed down to us. And you really can't understand, as Tony was saying, the Bible fully and get the full meaning out of it out of it unless you know the that history and unless you know who these people are so it's really important uh, t- to understand that you'll be a much better catholic you'll understand your faith much more and uh, this course is going to be a great way to do that so i'm going to turn it over to tony now and let him take it from here well, well first of all thanks <clears throat> lynn and bob for having me here um just a little bit about the course it, it, itself as far as uh, uh when it is it's going to start the um, uh, February 16th at this uh, Thursday, it'll be on Thursdays. We'll start at six and try to wind down by about uh, 745, uh, may go a little bit longer. Um, if you're unable to make the course itself, you could still order. And, and this course comes with a, uh, a workbook, participant workbook. If you can't make the course, there is two ways of engaging in the course itself without physically being there. You could uh, zoom it. We'll have a zoom, and uh, you could. I'm trying to figure out a way to for you to um, engage in some of the questions and the discussion because that's u- usually uh, uh, a, w- a wonderful thing about these Bible study courses. So I'm I'm hoping that maybe through uh, email or text we can answer questions that people have that can't physically be there. Uh, you could also, uh, with this participation uh, book, go to St. Paul Center and. Uh, you can then, through a, a code that we'll give you with your workbook, uh, go through these 12, and there's 12, I should have mentioned that, there's 12 of these uh, uh, studies. You could go over those studies as many, as often as you want for about six months. And so it, it offers a lot of opportunity in different ways for people to participate. About the study itself, you know, you hear the studies about the church fathers, and you may think the emphasis is on, on their particular lives, and we're going to go down through each church father and talk about their life. And we do learn about church fathers and certain saints associated with those church fathers uh, in that particular time. Uh, but more than that, we, we learn what the church fathers did for our, our, our faith and for our, our foundation. You know, uh, as Lynn mentioned, they learned from the apostles, and the apostles learned from Christ. And so, for instance, John uh, was instructing Polycarp, which is a church father we'll learn about. Polycarp then taught Irenaeus, who was a great defender of our faith, 
wrote a, wrote a, uh, an article of, of faith against heresies. Um, so they taught the faith and, and, and learned it from the, the early uh, um, teachers. And not only that, they protected the faith. When heresies developed throughout our history, um, they protected it. They protected our a doctrine, and they illustrated our doctrine and clarified it. You know, a lot of people, for instance, will say um, this whole idea of uh, transubstantiation, well, that didn't come into being until like the 16th century. How come all of a sudden it's there? Well, it was always there, but now it was challenged. No one challenged it up to the 16th century. At the 16th century, it was challenged, and so this challenge brought these church fathers into the picture, and they clarified it. And uh, uh, but it was nothing new; it was always there. And we find that a lot of these heresies um, promoted uh, a, a further and a better understanding of a lot of what we we've learned. So they they protected it. Uh, in the study, we'll find how the New Testament. Uh, reveals what was hidden in the Old Testament. We study this, uh, uh, what's called topology. So there's a lot of, uh, of types, a lot of signs that were present in the Old Testament that over time, the uh, ancients called the economia, through this economy of time, we learn that was what was learned in the New Testament or uh, what was finalized in the New Testament was always there in the Old Testament and came into fruition in the New Testament. Uh, we learn about concepts like mystagogy. So what was visible in our Savior, our Savior um, uh, through his death, through his life, I should say, death and, and resurrection, uh, gave us these mysteries. And we live these mysteries through the sacraments. And these sacraments... Um, in particular, the uh, sacrifice of the Mass um, bring our faith to life. And it shows how we bring our faith through life through these sacraments. Um, we learn this in this study. We study this in this study. And it brings us, again, back to why we're Catholic. Um, how we believe is, I, there's a Latin term for this, but how we believe is how we worship. And so if we lose that connection with the church fathers, we lo lose what we believe and, and it changes the way we worship. And we could see that in our, our faith today. When people say the mass is boring, um, I don't believe in the real presence. Well, we lost that connection. So we, re we need to reestablish that connection and bring that back into our, 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 our lives. And it will make our mass more meaningful. It'll make the Eucharist more meaningful, but it'll make our mission even more meaningful. So without this, I mean, the, the, we talked about this before the uh, uh, the start of the show. W without this, uh, um, this New Testament, which actually is a, the the New Covenant. I mean, if you go back and and look at how this developed, this is actually an, a New Covenant. It's, it, it's a it's an organic live document, and uh, it's meant to be lived. And these books that we find in the New Testament, they were put, put, uh, they were, excuse me, picked specifically for the liturgy and, and specifically to be lived out in the mysteries of Christ. And so we go out from a mass knowing these things, learning these things, being taught these things within the mass and within the Eucharist, 
and given this mission to go out and to practice charity. And if we lose all of that, then charity becomes this 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 empty sense of social justice. It doesn't have anything because it's not pointed to the final object. It's not pointed to Jesus. So we learned that these sacraments um, are are history. Exactly. And when you talk about uh, mystagogy, uh, it's sort of like uh, the reason it's important. Suppose, for example, you know, you move to a new town and you go to that town and you get a map and you find out where all the streets are and you find out how to get across town and from one place to another. And you're looking at everything sort of in a materialistic way. And you get the layout, you know where north and south is at, and you know where the main streets north and south are going, and you know where the main streets east and west are going, and so forth, and you know where the business district is in the neighborhood. But as you get to know that town, you get to see the nuances of various neighborhoods, and then you get to understand that in a certain area, there's a little pizza place where the guy makes pizzas better than anybody else, and you go to some other place, and it's a different kind of restaurant there maybe, and you go to a park and you learn all about that park and its history and you understand how it came into existence and you start understanding how some of the families in the town came into existence. You make some friends there and suddenly the town takes on a whole new different aura than just when you come to it and all you know is the layout of the town and the physical features of the town. And you can learn the layout, the what of the Catholic Church and know a lot about that. And it's sort of maybe sterile. And by studying something like Tony is talking about here, the mystagogia, you're understanding the religion in depth, and it brings a flavor to it and a feeling that you get when you learn to know a town or the history of something, and it becomes familiar to you and you internalize it. And I think maybe that's the difference, isn't it, Tony, that you're getting when you do a Bible study that incorporates some of the great people of the church, not just how things happened. Yes. Yes. That, that's a great analogy. That's a great analogy. Yeah. yeah I always think of uh, yeah, a, a, a similar way of, of looking at it. Uh, I remember going to Rockford. It's where my uh, wife's side of the family's at. And uh, they're all past now, but I remember going there. We had a family reunion, and uh, I saw how engaged everybody was in there. They were so excited. They were talking about, oh, remember when Uncle Joe did this, and and so and so did this, and there. My father-in-law, who can't sit still for five minutes, was just just fixated and didn't want to leave. And I was looking at my watch every five minutes because I had no history. I had no sense of of of, of belonging. I didn't understand the depth of their relationships the way that they did. And uh, uh, and I think that's you know, another way of looking at it. Yeah, it's like looking into our family album. And that's, we as Catholics are a family, and we have a common uh, history, and we have a family album. And the Bible, of course, is part of that family album. I mean, the Bible is our book. We were, we were the ones that made that book. It didn't pop into existence out of nowhere. And uh, we were the ones that put together the table of contents, and we were the ones that put together the the, the, the events, the history, uh, the people, the characters. And this is what you learn. And when you bring that to your faith, 
you understand it so much better than when you just understand the what of things. And this is going to teach a lot of the why of things, the Bible study, you know, the church, understanding the church fathers. And of course, it seems to me, you know, the word father sort of sometimes throws us all off. And just sitting here talking with you, Tony, prior to the show, you get the feeling and understanding that when we use the word fathers here and the church uses the fathers, we could substitute substitute a lot the word teachers, couldn't we? Oh, for sure. Yes. Because yes. Th- these are mentors and teachers who, who were receiving the faith and handing on the faith, living the faith and defending the faith and dying for the faith all at the same time. And they're well worth knowing for that reason. Yes, they're the spiritual counselors of the church. And for all of us. So we're going to have to take a break here quick. We're going to stop here and uh, take a break, and we'll come back. And one of the things I wanted to to mention, I don't know if anyone's thought of this, and uh, Tony, you might want to talk on it. Uh, When we use that word fathers today, it might put some people off of a feminist bent, as if somehow or another, you know, this is like putting the emphasis on the male and somehow leaving the women out. And maybe we should address that just a little bit and uh, see if, uh, you know, this is something maybe you've heard, Lynn, you're a woman, so maybe you know more about it than we do, uh, that uh, there are people that may be taking issue with that word. So uh, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about that and a little bit more uh, about the course and uh, how you can be involved in it and maybe a little bit more about just an idea of the church fathers themselves. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Learn more about your Christian family tree. Catholic Spirit Radio and Historic St. Mary's Church in Bloomington invite you to a study on the Bible and the church fathers. Attend via Zoom or in person beginning February 16th. With 12 beautifully produced lessons and group discussions, you'll meet the great fathers of our church and learn what they believed. Register with Coordinator Anthony Pecora at 309-750-9062. Learn more at catholicspiritradio.org. If you have a preschool or kindergartner, St. Mary's Catholic School in Bloomington invites you to its open house Thursday, February 9th from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Visit the school to hear about the three- and four-year-old programs, which offers small class sizes, weekly mass, kindergarten Spanish, and lunches prepared on site. Attend our preschool and kindergarten open house February 9th and be entered for a $1,000 tuition credit. Love, live, learn, and serve as Christ taught us. It's a way of life at St. Mary's School in Bloomington. stmaryschool.net This is it. The final performances ever in Bloomington, Illinois. This is the last season for the spectacular performances of the American Passion Play. The greatest story ever told. The American Passion Play brings Christian history to life with authentic costumes, elaborate settings, and live animals. There's intrigue, drama, friendship, and as the plot unfolds, betrayal, sorrow, and love. You must see the American Passion Play before its final curtain falls at the Center for the Performing Arts in Bloomington. Viewed by generation after generation, this is theater at its best. Performance dates are March 11. 18, 25, and April 1st, and each performance begins promptly at 1 p.m. Reserve your American Passion Play tickets today by calling 309 829 
Hi, this is Bob Johnston. You're listening to Be a Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio. We're back from our break. We're talking about a Bible study that is coming up here in February in uh, the Bible and the Church Fathers. And I'm talking here with Tony Pecora and my wife, Lynn. And uh, Tony is going to be leading that Bible study. And before we the break, we were talking a little bit about how the term Church Fathers might be uh, sort of off-putting, if you want to use that word, to maybe feminists today. And uh, I just was going to ask Tony if uh, you know he had ever gotten any feedback along that line, or if he thinks maybe uh, that this problem should be addressed in our, our modern-day age because it might grate the wrong way on some of you feminists out there. I, I think maybe, you know, one of the things that uh, we could point out uh, would be that if this does rub people the wrong way, and maybe it does that term anymore because there's this idea that there's too much emphasis on masculinity in our culture, and uh, women sometimes have been left out. But one of the things uh, we can look at in the early church is the fact that it appealed far more to women back at the time uh, because of the way they were treated uh, under pagan uh, culture. A lot of times women were treated as just simply the property of men. They were treated as chattel. And uh, in fact, Jesus Christ, wasn't he criticized a lot of time for spending time with women? And, and, oh, uh, yes, he certainly was. I mean, who was the first person that... Peter, or Paul for that matter of fact, went to when they needed help or they needed sanctuary. It was to women, like Paul went to Priscilla in the, in the Acts. And Peter, I can't remember the name of the lady's name uh, that he went to and she helped him. I think they were, you know, and Jesus too had a lot of backing from women. But this whole idea of fathers of the church bothering women, uh, you know, I don't go in those circles. I don't understand it. I think they're all this, what's going on in the world today. We need the church and the fathers of the church more than ever. You can't, you know, what they taught. And women did, do we have women doctors of the church? Exactly. And of course, as Tony pointed out, uh, the word teacher and the word father can be sort of inter- interchangeable. Right, interchangeable. And uh, at, back at the, at the time, you know, they, there was this emphasis on men. And, and Christ was that way. He talked with women, he spent time with women. Uh, and yet at the same time, he never did come and try to overturn all at once uh, a culture. He didn't beat people over the head uh, that they should change everything and all of their habits. And he sort of led and put things out there and let things evolve uh, by themselves rather than, 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 than coming in and, and simply demanding that people change and become uh, an entirely different culture. And, uh, the, but the point is, is that if you look at what happened after the fall of Rome, because, you know, it was actually the Catholic Church that brought back civilization and the light. And it was women that played a huge role 
And uh, if you go back and study them, a lot of them, like you say, were doctors of the church. And uh, so when we talk about fathers of the church, we're not leaving out the fact that the the church history incorporates a lot of women, are we, Tony? Oh, oh yes, oh yes. You know, and I this past year I've um, done some studies on on some of the great uh, women's saints that we have so much uh, learned from. Uh, Saint Teresa Lasur, Saint Teresa of Avila, Edith Stein. Uh, so many of them were so integral and 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 such beautiful examples of what our faith's about uh, that uh, they do as much to carry on our faith as as the church fathers do. Um, so we have to give them their due and and, and their credit. And you look at someone like Saint Augustine. You know, would Saint Augustine be Saint Augustine if it wasn't for Saint Monica? Um, she was so influential in his life, and and he he spent a lot of time writing about that and how how influential she was in his 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 life. And 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 and, and so sometimes if your name's not mentioned as as much as it should be, uh, doesn't mean that you didn't play a a, a a big part in in the early church and and in the later church. And so many of the saints from the early church were martyrs. And probably more, if not, you know, if not more, it would be equal amount of women. Yes, and in particular, that's, were martyrs. That's that's great that you mentioned that because within this study, we study certain saints, and we study um, uh, some of the early saints, that, uh, some of which had had diaries of their um, um, martyrdom, and uh, a lot of them were women, young women, and. Uh, uh, in this study, we'll, we'll we'll learn a little bit about them. So mm-hmm. uh, they're they're given their due. They're very important in our, our faith and continue to be important in our faith. And, and uh, I, uh, I just don't think that argue, you know the feminist argument about fathers in the church has a leg to stand on. No, nor do I. Yes, can't see it. Jesus had so many women that you know were following him, not as a pop star or something, don't think of it that way. But they were there, including his mother much of the time, and Mary Magdalene, and uh, a few others that were there with him as during his travels. Yes. Yeah, and, they and, cooked, and, they did the taking care of him and his apostles. And, and isn't it right that in the early church, a lot of the worship, early worship was organized and and, and instructed uh-huh. by the home, with the, and, the, and the woman was in charge of that. Um, so they played a very, very integral role in our, our our faith and our history. And especially as you mentioned, you know Saint Monica, uh, you know Saint, Saint August, Augustine's mother, she prayed for that man constantly because Augustine was somewhat of a playboy. Yeah, and, well, not uh, somewhat. I think he had a <laughs> he had a child in. He was, he was in his teens. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, he, you know, and she never gave up on him. And uh, look what happened. He became one of the greatest saints and one of the greatest, if you want, writers at the church. I mean, my gosh, back at that time, he wrote with what, a, a quill, I guess, that they used or some kind of a stylus or maybe writing a lot on clay. And yet he wrote over a million words and uh, and so forth and became uh, one of the biggest influences that there was in the church. If Actually, for all of you Protestants out there that uh, love the book of Revelation and uh, for you know, 
Catholics that like to read the book of Revelation, uh, when they were discussing which books were going to be in the Bible and which books not, when the early church was discussing, it was Augustine that made the huge argument for incorporating Revelation because a lot of people didn't want to incorporate it. And uh, so the, 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 her, her constant prayers... Uh, yeah, she prayed forty the, years for that. An example. Her son. So there's going to be a lot of things involved yeah. when you study the fathers of the, the the church and how they relate to the Bible and so forth that are going to incorporate uh, talking about women as well. I'm sure. So yeah. don't let that throw. If that, that's something, don't let that throw you off. But another question I wanted to ask uh, Tony: uh, What about our Protestant friends? I mean, can they? Uh, Profit from this? I mean, do, do some of the Protestants recognize uh, uh, the the Church Fathers? And if they don't, or if they're not aware of them, would it be fruitful for a Protestant to come to a class like this, or to a study like this on Zoom or somewhere else, and learn more about the Fathers? Oh, w- without a doubt. In fact, uh, what I've learned through this uh, seminar, our our guide in this twelve session study is. Uh, Dr. Leonard and Dr. Leonard uh, gives a little uh, uh, history about his conversion to Catholicism, and, and he says straight out that it was the Church Fathers that converted him. It was the study of the Church Fathers that converted him. So whether you convert or not, that's that's you know, certainly important to a Catholic. But it, it's important that you know your faith and and. Right, these you church, have to these, defend these, and these church fathers yeah. were, tra- were were taught by Christ, so they have a they have a good CV. They 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 uh, they were very close to the truth. So <clears throat> it's something that you shouldn't be afraid of. Learn it. It doesn't mean that you have to convert uh, if you're a Protestant and want to find out more about the church fathers and and what they mean to our faith in you know, to Catholicism or to Christianity uh, in your faith. Uh, it's important to, to recognize them and, and, and give them their due, and uh, it will enrich your life either way. No matter what you right. do, it'll enrich your life. The fellowship you get in Bible study is wonderful. Oh, it, it, without a doubt. I've made right. such beautiful friends, and, and they strengthened me and kept me going when I was uh, uh, weakening, and uh, I hope I did the same for them. But and I've, they've remained friends for years, and we pray for each other. We care for each other. And uh, I think that's something that's really needed, especially after this long COVID uh, pandemic. I think people e- even get that from people calling and leaving messages that, you know, I'm, I'm sick of being home. I'm sick of not being with people. I right. want to be with people. And this is a perfect situation. It's very not threatening. And if I could say this, because maybe there's people out there that haven't been in Bible studies and they're kind of intimidated. Um, I'm leading this thing, but I'm a, I'm a student. I'm, I'm still learning. Um you could probably tell that by some of the stuff I said, but I'm learning, and I don't. I, I, there's no reason to be embarrassed. There's no reason to be scared of intimidated and say all these people are going to know all this stuff, and I'm not going to know anything, and I feel uncomfortable. Don't f- feel comfortable. You know, ask a goofy question because there are no really goofy questions, and uh, we're we're all learning. We're 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 continuing to learn. I'm continuing to learn. Um, uh, we were talking before uh, we went on and how poorly I felt I was catechized. Now, it could have been my own uh, doing, or it could just be the way that I was taught. Either way, uh, 
I had to learn. And, and this is a great way to learn about your faith. And again, it, it only enriches your faith. It only makes it uh, fuller, and, 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 and especially in a world we have today that's going to be challenged uh, continually. Uh, you're always going to be, in a sense, uh, uh, challenged. You're not going to be burned at the stake, but you're going to be uh, challenged. And so uh, to help you hold up yourself, uh, to participate in these Bible studies helps you, uh, uh, invigorates you, and gives you strength and knowledge is, 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 a, is a, a great thing to have about your faith, just enriching your life. I think uh, you're right on that. I think that's one of the most important things he said probably that you can have because you can have all the knowledge, you know, dry knowledge that you want. But if you don't have that desire and enthusiasm to, you know, really understand your faith and, 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 and defend it, you can fall away from it so easy in our modern times. And the, the, the thing I think about the, the church fathers, the study of the church fathers is the fact that these people were up against a lot of opposition in their own times and they give outstanding examples of what it took to stand up for the faith back then. And uh, it may be that uh, a lot of these things are happening again. As you say, maybe we're not going to be burned at the stake, but there are people that over their faith can lose their jobs. Uh, they can be ostracized, you know, if they don't lose their job at work. Uh, there's a lot of opposition now to uh, Christianity in various places. And a lot of it, I think, is because simply of, of, of plain ignorance. And when I say ignorance, I, I mean just that. I don't mean that uh, people are somehow, uh, you know, uh, mean on purpose or anything. They just don't know and don't understand because they just don't have the information and they haven't really internalized it. And that's what courses like this can do. So if you uh, have any doubts about this, I think you would really enjoy it and you should get involved in it. Right. Don't hesitate. There are no re- There's not one reason that you can come up with that you can't participate really. Uh, this is kind of a first for us, I think, in the fact that you can go on Zoom and still be with us. You know, for some people, getting out in this time of the year is very difficult. And if you're like I am, who wants to go out after the news comes on? (laughs) 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 Got to be home for the news and weather, you know. That's how you get as you age. (laughs) (laughs) So... You know, you've always got that uh, availability to to do the Zoom rather than be in having to come out at night. So, and, and and if I didn't mention, so to sign up for this course or to get information on it, uh, you could certainly go uh, uh, to uh, St. Paul Center to find out a little bit more about the course itself. But if you want to sign up for here. At the uh, go to the station's website, and there'll be a, a little box at the top that says Bible study. Click on that; it'll have my information on that. I'm Anthony Picora. Uh, I'll give you my phone number: three zero nine seven five zero nine zero six two. You could call me, and also my uh, uh, emails on there also. So you could also email me at p e r i o two thousand at frontier. Dot com. That's P-E-R-I-O 2000 at Frontier.com. And uh, we'd love to have you if, uh, if you can make it. 
in that uh, website, our website, the Catholic Spirit website is catholicspiritradio.com. Again, that's catholicspiritradio.com. And if you go there, as Tony said, uh, it will, you, you can click on uh, the, the, the proper box and it will bring up information about how to sign up for the course. And uh, we hope uh, to see you there. So it's uh, something that is beneficial for uh, all Catholics. And as we pointed out, if Protestants want to come in and, and uh, enjoy it as well, they're certainly welcome. And they can learn a lot about the history uh, of uh, the church and the church fathers. Uh, because before the Reformation, all of this, you know, was in existence for everybody. And uh, that it was part of the church. And we today, a lot of our modern people, we go through the motions, but we really don't understand the depth. And this is something that will bring it to you. And it's a, a Bible study in a different way than simply the, the ordinary study of the Bible, because the, the emphasis is on what some of these people did and how they lived and the times they lived in and uh, what they have uh, bequeathed on to us. And uh, it's well worth uh, going. We're going to have to stop here and take a break, so stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. This is it, the final performances ever in Bloomington, Illinois. This is the last season for the spectacular performances of the American Passion Play, the greatest story ever told. The American Passion Play brings Christian history to life with authentic costumes, elaborate settings, and live animals. There's intrigue, drama, friendship, and as the plot unfolds, betrayal, sorrow, and love. You must see the American Passion Play before its final curtain falls at the Center for the Performing Arts in Bloomington. Viewed by generation after generation, this is theater at its best. Performance dates are March 11, 18, 25, and April 1st, and each performance begins promptly at 1 p.m., Reserve your American Passion Play tickets today by calling 309-829-3903. If you have a preschool or kindergartner, St. Mary's Catholic School in Bloomington invites you to its open house Thursday, February 9th from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Visit the school to hear about the three- and four-year-old programs, which offers small class sizes, weekly mass, kindergarten Spanish, and lunches prepared on site. Attend our preschool and kindergarten open house February 9th and be entered for a $1,000 tuition credit. Love, live, learn, and serve as Christ taught us. It's a way of life at St. Mary's School in Bloomington. stmaryschool.net Learn more about your Christian family tree. Catholic Spirit Radio and Historic St. Mary's Church in Bloomington invite you to a study on the Bible and the Church Fathers. Attend via Zoom or in person beginning February 16th. With 12 beautifully produced lessons and group discussions, you'll meet the great fathers of our church and learn what they believed. Register with coordinator Anthony Pecora at 309-750-9062. Learn more at catholicspiritradio.org. Hi, this is Bob Johnson. You're listening to Being Catholic. We're back from our break. We've been talking about a Bible study that is coming up here in February and uh, talking with Tony Pecora, who is going to be heading up and leading that study. And uh, Tony has given the information on how to sign up for that Bible study. 
and how to get in contact with him and how to get in contact uh, with our website, catholicspiritradio.com, that'll give you more information about it. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the church fathers and their effects on, uh, and how their effects can affect us, how their example, I should say, can affect us today and how we need this. Uh, there is a, a book here that uh, I was going to do a book review on. I won't have time for that, but uh, it's uh, a book by uh, a Peter uh, Kwasinski. And uh, in, in that review, he's talking about the fact that we have become, especially as Catholics, and, and, and this could apply to all Christians, uh, a little bit lax in the disciplines that we can follow today, the idea that somehow in our modern society we have to change Christianity in such a way so it is not so demanding and uh, some of the things of the past are not ap- applicable. And uh, Kwasinski talks about some of these effects today, this idea that somehow or another uh, any particular practice of Christianity is okay and uh, we can have a little bit more uh, modified and looser Christianity, and we really can't be expected to live in the same way as people in the past can live. And uh, the, the book goes on that he's written to talk about a lot of these things in depth. But I want to read from just one expert, excerpt from it and, and what he says and uh, about how we can take uh, a lesson from people that came before us. And here's what he says. He says, all of these effects, these things that we think are interfering with uh, modern life and the differences between modern life and older life, he says, all of these effects were known to the desert desert fathers of ancient ancient Christianity. And these were fathers that uh, practiced a very orthodox uh, Christianity and, uh, you know, who predicted all the consequences of what uh, Kwasinski would call our modern-day self-indulgence in our modern-day idea that somehow our Christianity and our practice of it has to be watered down to fit the modern times and this push for somehow, especially in Catholicism, changing some of the dogmas of our church, which of course can't be changed or you would no longer have Catholicism, that somehow they have to be because in our day and age, it's just too hard to practice these disciplines. But the Desert Fathers, in this case, and the other early fathers of the church, they encountered all of the same kind of temptations, indulgences. In other words, we have to get the idea out of our heads that we live in an age that's somehow so far different from theirs. It's not. Human beings are human beings and people are people. And many of these people met the same tough problems that uh, we meet today. And their examples uh, give us a plan and the uh, example that they were able to overcome these things and they laid out patterns of behavior where we can overcome these things as well today. In other words, you know, they're, they set an example that we can follow and the things that they met are not different at all from what was going on today. So in his book, he, he concludes that this idea that somehow we're unique and different uh, from our past is simply not true. And we need to understand that a lot better. 
and uh, the, the fathers can can make us a lot better Catholics. In fact, as uh, Tony pointed out, uh, some of the most important people in our church today came to us, and, and we're not, you know, from Protestantism, we're not here trying to proselytize anyone and try, try to say, come to this course and we'll convert you to Catholicism. But the point is, is that some of the people that have come over into the Catholic Church have come over simply because of the examples they read about uh, the Church Fathers. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Who are some of the people that were influenced by the Church Fathers? Right. So um, A few of them, they've come up with the saying is uh, to, re- to know the Church Fathers— how did that go? Know the church fathers. I read my way into the church by reading the church fathers, doing research. You know. Exactly. And uh, that's how they became united to the Catholic Church. Exactly. We, we had a— uh, Or Christianity, for that fact. I mean, there it is. When, when uh, you and I taught uh, RCIA, Lynn, we had uh, Tim Staples come to Epiphany— uh, church and give a talk, and Tim Staples was uh, a convert that came into Catholicism, and uh, the reason again that uh, Tim, one of the biggest reasons that Tim came into the church, was reading the history of the church and reading about the church fathers and reading about their examples and what they did and how they behaved, and that uh, this was some of the most important things. Not only that converted him over to Catholicism, but gave him a much stronger faith and a stronger resistance to a lot of the downside of our modern times right. as well. And uh, you can point out uh, there were others that came over too. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Scott Hahn, who is head of this Bible uh, Association, in that fact, I mean, isn't that true, Tony, that he— Read his way into the church. Sure, and and and, and again, uh, I mentioned uh, uh, Dr. Leonard. Uh, also, um, the church fathers were influential in in in, in getting him uh, to see uh, uh, what Catholicism was about and what his faith was about. So, yes, it's uh, and for all of us. I mean, e- e- even being Catholic, uh, it gives us a root system, you know. And so when these 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 uh, ideologies or these uh, um, people come by with uh, with ideas that Bob mentioned that you know this is old fashioned this is not the way things are done. If you don't have any root system, if you don't have any connection to the, these church fathers, um, it's very easy to be swayed. It's, it's like what's being done in secular society. They're trying to eliminate all our history and, and where we came from. Well, well, you eliminate all of that. You have, you have no root system. And so you're easily influenced. And, and, uh, um, again, specifically to the point of this Bible study, this gives you a, a root system, a very deep root system that the people fought and died for. And, um, um, it makes you less susceptible to, uh, the whims of, uh, the culture, the whims of a society that will change forever and ever until the end. Right. Boy, I think you really hit on an important point there, Tony. I'm telling you that because uh, it, it really strikes home that the, the, when you point out that the 
people without a history lose their agency. The, they lose their ability to uh, act. They lose their ability to resist. Uh, and a lot of this is on purpose. People without a history are easily ruled. Because when you don't have, for example, a family and you don't have a, a history, you don't have any unifying factor that pulls you together as a people or a group, uh, and you are, in effect, facing uh, difficulties alone. And when you are alone facing difficulties, uh, it's a lot harder to resist and a lot harder to fight back than when you have a history, you understand where you came from. And the thing is, is that this family album that, you know, we're talking about here, the, the Bible, uh, has people in it. And those people, a lot of them are the fathers of the church and understanding them, where they came from, their difficulties and how they face them brings us a lot more together and gives us that history. And there are people right now that maybe because of the dissolution of family and so forth in our society feel as if somehow they are alone and don't have a history, something like this can bring them together because you can say, look, you do have history. If you live in Western civilization, your history is Christianity. And if you understand that history, you are going to identify with a lot of these people that came before you and you will have a family. And that family will be the Bible, our family album. And that Bible will be a lot more than just the rules of theology for going to church. It will be how people actually lived, behaved, believed, and defended the faith, and you can be part of it. And I think that gives you, and we need it so much today, the the feeling of belonging that can keep your, you know, your 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 keep you on a steady course. Right. The blurb on the uh, the videos here that we're going going to be using says as Christians we should want to know our family tree that's as important as anything you know else how many people do a lot of research into the ancestry nowadays well this is important to know about our ancestry and in, in our faith this was a Christian founded on Christianity this country we should know about it, where it came from, and that'll help us, guide us, lead us to where we should be going, because we're getting lost. Yes, you both mentioned something, and then a word sticks out to me is is family, and ultimately it boils down to that. It's, it's family and relationship, and, and getting back to the, the fathers being kind of unoffensive to the women. Well, the women have always been integral to the family. And so that's what this is all about. It brings us into a stable family environment uh, on a small unit as a family, but also in the grand scale as a, a, a Christian family. And, uh, and as we all know, a, a woman in the house, in the family, has always been the, the leader, always been most important. Right. I, just, I just say that because I think my wife's listening. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and of course, the, the, the concept of father today is needed more than ever. I mean, part of our society, the reason there is such a breakdown is because uh, there are so many fatherless families where the woman is given the, the role to try and play both and she, you know, and she can't do it. We need both. I mean, the church, the Catholic church always points out that it flies really on two wings. It flies on, you know, 
faith and reason. Faith without, you know, reason is blind. And, uh, you know, reason without faith is, is, in effect, you know, heartless. And so you need both. You need faith and reason. And uh, you also, in a family, need a father and a mother. And if there aren't uh, fathers, there are the, the, the society itself based on Christianity. This is something that uh, you can belong to and that you do have a history and uh, you don't have to be alone. And, uh, and it's important for that reason. So uh, the, the study of the church fathers and uh, incorporates also the study of the women of the church. And it's not just one thing, it's both. And it's, uh, it's, it's two wings that uh, Catholicism flies on. Uh, and uh, it's the, the same way in our understanding of religion itself. We both have scripture and tradition. And you're going to get a lot of tradition here that is handed down, uh, the outside scripture. And that's just as important as scripture itself. Uh, actually, the tradition came first. So by incorporating these things together, you can belong to an institution and an organization that is actually also a part of your family and part of your culture. And so the course is important for not just Catholics, but for anybody, and especially for people who feel alone and lost and want to belong to something and have a history that they can share. And this is available to you. Good point. Good point. Mm -hmm. The other point is, you know, we wouldn't have a Jesus if there wasn't a Mary. That's right. So, you know, I... I was going to say exactly that it, it, there is, it's hard to do this on the radio, but we used to teach it in RCIA. There was the idea of, uh, you know, no Mary, no Jesus, no Mary, no Jesus, meaning no Mary and O. There would be no Jesus. Without Mary, there would be no Jesus. But there's also the saying, no Mary, K-N-O-W, to understand and know who Mary is, is to understand and know who Jesus is. That's right. great. I never heard that. That's great. Yeah. Yep. You know, how can you that, you know, I've heard it said many times, uh, how can you love Jesus if you don't know him? And to know him, you have to know his family. You have to know the family tree, which goes back to the Bible study that we're going to be doing. And so uh, understanding, like I say, I've, I've put an emphasis and we always have put an emphasis in uh, our CIA on how important tradition is. Yes. Uh, you can't really understand Christianity without knowing tradition. And the tradition is not the tradition of men. We're talking about the tradition of God. We're talking about sacred tradition handed down from Jesus that these church fathers carried on. What they were defending and so forth was not something that they made up. It was things that was handed you know, on to them to defend and protect, and that's what they did. And it is our job today to defend and protect those things as well. And the best way you can defend and protect things is to learn how it was defended and protected by people that came before you. I mean, we don't live in a vacuum. And it's stupid to keep on re reinventing the wheel and reinventing the wheel when we have it right here. And so it's something available for all of us, and we should take advantage of it. And we will be better Catholics, better citizens, and better people, and we'll have a better sense of belonging as well. Right. So. Right. Well, 
I think that kind of sums it all up. At any rate, we're coming up here on our uh, end of the show. Is there anything else, Tony, that you want to add before we close? Uh, no, uh, just uh, uh, get a hold of me. If you have any questions about it, just call me. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you have. I'm sure you'll have some questions. And uh, just feel free to call me anytime. If you get a, a voice message, uh, I'll get right back to you. Uh, you could also, again, uh, I'll give you my phone number, 309-750-9062. And then uh, if you feel more comfortable just sending me an email, that's fine, too. And that's uh, P-E-R-I-O 2000 at Frontier.com. We would love to have you, love to have the fellowship with you, love to get to know you. And uh, I hope to see you there because I think uh, once you go through this uh Bible study, uh, you'll see what we're talking about. Okay, we're going to go ahead and end our show on that note. We'll have our prayer. St. Michael, Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. battle. Be our our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits, who wander out the world, seeking the souls. souls. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. If you'd like to contact Bob, email bob at catholicspiritradio.com. Again, that's bob at catholicspiritradio.com. Catholic Spirit Radio relies on your support to bring programming like this and EWTN 24 hours a day. Please help keep Catholic Spirit Radio on the air with your generous support. Donate online at catholicspiritradio.com. Or send a donation to Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. That's Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. Catholic Spirit Radio is a 501c3, and all donations are tax-deductible. Thank you for your support of Catholic Spirit Radio. Catholic Spirit Radio.